All right, well, let's get done with this whole thing with the foreigner tickets. You ready to do foreigner tickets again? Okay, we're going to do foreigner tickets. We're going to play a song for you. You identify the song and the artist. You're going to call 823-0965, 823-0965. These tickets are for a big concert coming up in September, so this will give you time to make a you know a reservation for a room to stay overnight and things of that nature in South Haven, Mississippi. It's going to be a foreigner, Kansas, and Europe all together in uh, this uh, concert. It should be a whole lot of fun. So all you have to do is uh, identify this song and the group to uh, Zach at 823-0965. All right, we'll cut it out before uh, the lead singer gets in there. But identify the song. The tickets are yours, 823 Six, five. All right. That's the way it works. Ed Monk is sitting across from me. It's always good to see Ed. And today was a special day for Ed. I, I've i been. How long have we been doing this story, Ed? Over uh, a year now? Almost three. Because it was it been February 17. And we're only a month away from February 20. Okay. So we've been doing this story since it happened. And trying to get justice in this story has been nearly impossible. Nobody wants to do what they're supposed to do. Today, a senator, state senator uh, Ballinger, if I'm not mistaken, Correct. stepped up and aired your grievance today. And uh, how many people were there? Members of the legislature, my guess is 15 to 20. There were, okay. there were there's Mostly 20 centers. members of the committee, and this is a joint committee. There's members of both the House and the Senate. Right. There's 20 members. I, I know some weren't there, and I know there were some members of the legis- legislature that were there that weren't members of the committee. They just came to hear it. Okay. And then there were several behind me. Uh, some were media. Uh, some were staff. I don't know, but probably I would say 15 to 20 members of the legislature. Did you feel like you finally got your better this is not the appropriate term but you got your day in court so to speak no because this was really just a chance to explain the facts of what happened to a subcommittee to to 20 people and this subcommittee really the committee can't really take any significant action on this okay Um, other than they can start the ball rolling to change the law so it's easier to sue state employees but as far as taking action to hold uh the state employees accountable that have acted unethically by lying and covering it up. Um, my hope is maybe one or more of the state legislators that were in the meeting will go to the whole legislature or some other committee they're on and try to fix this. All right. So how do you, how did you feel it played out for them? Do they, do you think anybody was surprised by what they heard? Oh, I know some were because some talked to me after. And uh, uh, one lady it was brand new to the legend, and she said, I have not heard anything about this. And one gentleman said, you know, I've, I, I kind of heard it in passing, but I didn't know about the details. About how serious it really was? And the, and the proof. A lot of people hear me talk about it, and they're like, okay, yeah, he said, you know, your, that's your side. Yeah, he said, she says, But I've yeah. got recorded phone calls, recorded meetings, and documents that I got through Freedom of Information Act and subpoenas 
and and uh, deposition testimony. And when you know three or four of those things line up to prove the same thing that somebody in state government has lied about, that that's that's not he said, she said. That's just the, the sad facts. All right. So what is the what's the end game here for State Senator Ballinger? What is he trying to get done for you? Uh, well, paraphrasing, he opened up the meeting and he said really two things. One, let me voice the problem. Let me explain the problem, open it up, put it in the air, which I did. He allowed mm-hmm. me to do that. And I cannot thank Senator Ballinger enough. He's not my senator. Uh, I'm not his constituent. He had no obligation to do anything for me. Uh, but like my two attorneys, just saw that it was the right thing to do, so did it anyway. And then also to look, and, and according to my attorneys and Senator Ballinger, people in the legislature including some people in that room, have been talking before my issue about the problem of how difficult it is to sue a state employee when they intentionally do something wrong. Not We all make mistakes. Yes. And honest mistakes should be allowed. Uh, if a police officer is told, hey, uh, somebody just committed this crime, they're about six foot tall, wearing red shirt, dark glasses, and the police officer moments later encounters somebody that fits that description. And maybe it's you, okay? It yeah, might be you. But you fit the description, yeah. so he uses his authority he to stop you. you. And then later it's found out, of course, you're not the person. That was a reasonable mistake. He was acting in good faith sure. off the information he had. But when employees intentionally, knowingly, premeditation, do something for the purpose of violating someone's rights... There has to be a way okay. and to so make them pay. Explain for the folks who may have not heard what happened here. We had a state senator and we had, I think, a sergeant at arms that intentionally violated your rights. I believe so. Uh, the state senator, I sent her one very polite email that I share with everybody. It's one very polite email requesting to meet at her convenience because I'm her constituent. And uh, she had the sergeant of arms take that to the Capitol Police and report to them that I was intimidating and harassing her for sending her one polite email. And then she told the Senate sergeant of arms, according to his own testimony, um, she told the senator told the sergeant of arms, I don't want Mr. Monk contacting me in any way. Well, there's no legal way for a sergeant at arms to prevent a constituent from communicating politely with his elected official. That's right. But there are unethical things you could choose to do to try to intimidate the constituent into not. So he illegally obtained my ACIC photo from the Capitol Police. Okay, expect, explain what that AC... It's the, uh, it's the state computer system with information about uh, your driver's license information, crimes you've committed... That's private. That's law enforcement can access for official purposes, mm-hmm. but it is a specific crime for people that have legal access to that system to turn any of that data over to someone not in law enforcement. Okay. Um, so he went to the Capitol Police and had them illegally print off my photo, and then he went. He st- and the Sergeant of Arms is a retired, well-known state trooper. That before he retired from the state police, he had the job of patrolling the Capitol. So everybody in there knew him, and he knew the system. So he stopped the troopers, that the active troopers that were in there, and handed them my photo and said, this is Ed Monk. 
an officer with the Whitehall Police Department. And he's dangerous, And he was in the Capitol this morning in the senator's office with a gun threatening the senator. Of course, that wasn't true. I hadn't been to the Capitol in a week. I've never threatened anybody. It was a completely whole cloth, fabricated, made up. Okay. And he got thrown out, and he may try to return, so be on the lookout for him. Well, the three troopers knew this guy to be a trusted, well-known retired state trooper. So they did not question it. They did not try to verify it confirm it they immediately called state police headquarters and said hey this whitehall cop is up here causing a problem threatening a senator had to get thrown out we're looking for him and the state police headquarters had no reason to believe that their troopers had false information that they would report to him so they called my chief of police and reported it as fact that i had been up in the capitol a few hours earlier threatening a senator armed and got kicked out of the capitol by the capitol police wow and then once we found out it was a lie, instead of the state police saying, hey, this guy, the reason we slander you to your boss was because this guy gave us the lie and we believed it. They said, um, we don't know. We, we, we're not really sure who we got it from. Um, you know, they all wear gold coats and they have name tags and their photos up on the wall. And there's only 10 of them, six are black and four are white. But with all of our law enforcement training, we just cannot come up with which of the 10 it was. We, you know, we just don't know. And then the lying started. And I can prove the director of the state police lied not only to me, but to the lieutenant governor. And I can prove the deputy director of the state police lied not only to me, but to a guy named Doug Smith, the governor's legislative, or not legislative, the liaison for law enforcement. I can prove they lied. And it's, I'm not insulting them. I'm just saying I can prove they lied. And the reason they're, instead of just telling the truth, they're covering it up is because the guy that made the horrible decision to make this false allegation against me to help the senator was a retired trooper that everybody liked and knew. So they were CYA informed. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Instead of saying, Hey buddy, you know, you had, you had an honored pass, but you really screwed up this time. You, you, did, you stepped, stepped over in the line. a big pile. So I'm it. not saying you can't get into heaven. I'm just saying you can't have a government job anymore. So right. you need to go. That's a, and, and monk, we're sorry. We took care of it. The guy that screwed yeah. up is gone. Just like if somebody here at the radio station screwed up, they'd be gone. That's right. The guy that worked for a construction company that intentionally did something unethical would be gone. And that's the key. It was done intentionally. And people say, well, could it have been a misunderstanding? No, (laughs) because nothing even close to what he claimed had ever happened. I've never been forcibly removed from any building anywhere. I've never been anything but professional and kind and courteous to any uh, legislator anywhere. So and you've was, never walked into anybody's office and pulled a firearm. Well, well, they didn't say I pulled the firearm. They said I was wearing one. I had one with me. So that was just oh, to, to okay. make it a little more urgent, I suppose. And I know that you wouldn't have done that. That's what's crazy oh, yeah. about all of this. Yeah. And, and another silly thing is if they were going to do this, if you're going to make up some false misconduct, like why didn't you do it where I, it couldn't be so evilly disproved? Why didn't you say I approached her in the darkness in the parking lot where, you know, no cameras could prove it or disprove it, and then it would be my word against theirs? But w- within 24 hours, everybody knew it was a lie. Everybody. In fact, the state trooper that got the false allegation from the sergeant of arms immediately called his boss because he assumed it to be true. Uh-huh. And then at the end of his shift, around 5 p.m., he went down to the Capitol Police to get more information, to, to do a report, give me, give me all the stuff. And the Capitol Police said, threw who out what what happened who threatened we we don't know what you're talking about right oh so this didn't happen no this didn't happen 
Uh-oh. Now it's and, bad, a bad deal. And the, it got started because a state senator, is that right? Yes. Made up this whole thing. Well, the state senator reported to the Capitol Police that I was intimidating and harassing her by sending her one polite email. But because she told the sergeant of arms, I don't want Monk contacting me in any way. I believe that was the motivation for the sergeant of arms doing what he did. Now, he denies it, but I have a recorded phone call with one of the three troopers who names him. And that same trooper is the one that called the headquarters of the state police to initially report it right after he heard it before he knew it was false. And the captain he reported it to wrote a memo saying that that corporal told him it was A.B. Rogers. So, I mean, if you can interpret it some other way, uh, let me know how that is. But that's the only way I can interpret it. All right. So we'll continue this discussion when we come back. We've got uh, Ed here for this half hour. Coming up in the next hour, I have a gentleman who's running, Tony Furman, who's running for District 28 down in the Benton area coming on talking about why he wants to be a state representative. That's coming up here in just a few moments. We got a winner of those other tickets. Who was it? Leslie Howard Scott. Leslie Scott Howard. Same okay. one. Okay. He won in Benton, right? Yes. Okay. Did we, we've given away two pair. Did we not have a winner the second time? No, we haven't given away that second pair yet. Oh, somebody, nobody's been able to name the song yet. We've already given away two. Are you trying to give away another pair? No, I'll talk to you about it in a minute. We'll be back with more here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, ba- uh, back with you. Okay, so we give we've given you the the backside of this whole story, so you know what happened. So where does it go now, uh, Ed? Where, where what are they saying they want to do now with this? Well, the the legislature, I have no idea if they'll do anything. <laughs> Um, one of the goals, reasons for today's meetings was to look at possibly changing Arkansas law uh, so that it's not as easy for judges to dismiss a valid lawsuit when a state employee has just done something very intentionally wrong, malicious in nature. Um, may, it may go, I suppose, with a law from the legislature. It may go with a referendum to put it on the ballot to change the. because I've heard some of the attorneys talk about there's constitutional issues with it. So I don't know. We'll see. I told him I'd help him however we can. My lawsuit, which was dis- dismissed at the Pulaski County Circuit level, uh, we, we're going, we are appealing it. Uh, and then there, there may be some options at the federal level. We're going to look at that as well. I mean, bottom line is that you really want to get your, you know, people to pay attention to this. Because if they can do it to you, they can do it to anybody. Yeah, and... and Bob Ballinger, one of my heroes today, he asked me a question, probably the most often asked question asked to me by people when I discuss this. Ed, what do you want out of this? And what I tell everybody is it, it should not matter what I want. Uh, if I'd have died, had I died the day after the false allegations were made against me, everybody should still want to identify state employees that do unethical, dishonorable things that violate people's rights. Um, no, Hopefully nobody wants people in government positions of authority or clerical or administrative, it doesn't matter, elected, unelected. No one should hold a government position that is proven that they violate their oaths of office and they use, they abuse government power uh, to violate people's rights. Uh, it, it, I, I'm surprised. So I want what I think anybody would want if this was done to them, and that is identify the state employees that were unethical, 
and hold them responsible. Well, yeah, that only seems pertinent. Yeah, that's it. I mean, seriously, if, if let's say we had a, a news reporter and they reported a story and they knew it was absolutely false when they reported it, they would be fired immediately. Yep. There's one thing to report something and maybe it was not. You know, maybe you were misled or uh, somebody lied to you or whatever. It's a totally different story when you go out after somebody. And in the deposition, uh, the defendant in my lawsuit, the sergeant at arms, he is he at the least at the time of his deposition a few months ago, he was still a sergeant at arms for the Senate. Okay. Was he directing traffic while he was doing it? I don't know. I don't know. I have to do that because if I'm not mistaken, this particular individual used to be on TV, wasn't he? Yeah, and he was very, it wasn't just oh, a trooper. He was a very well-known trooper. He was on the TV in the morning. I never saw him, but that's what yeah, people told me. Yeah, about the speed trap. Yeah, t- you know, uh, very on the, so he's on TV, the face of the state police. He was a drill instructor for the state police. And in fact, while he was a drill instructor for the state police, he was a drill instructor for one of the three troopers that he gave the false allegation to. So they knew each other very well. Uh, he was a recruiter for the state police, and in the years wow. leading up to his retirement, he worked in the Capitol when they were in session as security. The, the same job of the peop, the troopers that he gave the false allegation to. And he won Trooper of the Year one year. I, I don't recall which year. So very well-liked and very well-known. And in fact, one one way you can prove that is... I told you the trooper that got the false information from the sergeant of arms immediately called the captain in the headquarters. The captain wrote a memo about getting that call. And in that memo, he says that the corporal called him and told him A.V. Rogers was involved in the incident and then does not explain in his memo who A.V. Rogers is. Clearly, he knows everybody in the state police that's going to read this memo knows right. who A.V. Rogers is. So I don't have to put former retired trooper who is now, Correct. I just say his name. Anywhere in this building, anywhere in Little Rock, you say Dave Ellswick, you don't have to explain, oh, the radio host. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, he was very well known. And that's that's obviously the only thing I can see is the obvious reason why they did such unethical things and went to such big, horrible levels to try to protect his identity. So, you know, it's really, I mean, this is serious. As I, I know there's probably people listening go, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is if they can lie about Ed... And besmirch his name and make it sound like he's an outright criminal, what he's doing. And on top of that, they call the person who's employing him and and say, hey, this guy's a dangerous uh, cat, you know. And then you got to protect your name. and But still, now you kind of get this moniker of, yeah, he's the guy that, you know, the state police went out, out after and stuff. You want you don't want that to happen because that means they can do that to anybody. And it's not just a local thing with with me in the state. This is a constitutional issue. One of the five guarantees in the, the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution is you have the right to freely communicate with your elected officials. Yeah. Now, as long as it's not not is not threatening, but is you know to freely communicate, you can file that's, your grievances. That's with protected. Them. That's protected. So no one can interfere or stop you with that. So I sent one email. One email, very polite to my. Do you have it with you? Yeah, read read that to, to my state I've, senator. I've read this and I've had him read it before. Yeah. But here's the email. He'll he'll read this to you. Tell me how threatening this would have been if you were a state senator, uh, Zach. All right, 
I'm a constituent. It is my understanding that you oppose eight House Bill 1249, which would allow certain holders of an Arkansas concealed handgun license to legally carry their defensive handgun in a college building. I respectfully request to meet with you at your earliest convenience to discuss this bill and the topic. I am a law enforcement officer, professional firearms trainer, a retired Army officer, a former school teacher. I have researched, lectured, and provided training on the active shooter threat for over 10 years. I have data on this topic I would like to share with you, my elected representative, that I think should be considered when making decisions, policies, and law that affect people's safety. I would also like to hear your views and try to understand your reasons for opposing self-defense inside college buildings. Please contact me when it is convenient and let me know when and where we could have a discussion about this. Now, t- now how about that threatening uh, email there, Zach? If that was sent to you, would you feel like you were being threatened by somebody? I'm offended. No. <laughs> no. So I sent her that email two days later, two days after I sent that email. Right. A captain in the state police calls my boss and says, I'm out of control, threatening senators kicked out of the Capitol. The senator reports to the Capitol Police, I'm intimidating and harassing her, and a lieutenant from the state police calls my brother. The lieutenant in charge of concealed carry, who certifies instructors, calls my brother, who was an instructor at the time. And not for official business, but to talk on behalf of Senator Flowers. That is unethical intimidation. All right. Keep me up to date and my listeners as well. Ed Monk here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Coming up, Tony Furman. He's running District 28. We'll talk to him here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 